0: And we are live, we are live. Sabaha everybody, welcome back to the channel. Um, I'm gonna start off by saying, if you're watching the show, obviously you're gonna see a big difference in some kind of a facial uh, expression here. And well, at least, I I made a mistake this morning when I was shaving the beard, and I had to correct it. And unfortunately, the correction, um, although I was still able to keep the beard in a certain form, uh, it is no longer long anymore, and uh, we're going to have to go back into that growing phase. I made a mistake, miscalculated, and it was was a new way of kind of... Anyways, long story short, I I don't want to extend the conversation too long. Welcome back. Sabaha, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. It is... Um, the 25th of June 2022. Uh, it is literally, I think the last weekend, if I'm not mistaken, um, of this month. So this is going to be obviously a nice little bit more of chill kind of a, a podcast. Um, also, there's a uh, possibility of uh, maybe being on remote location next week for the next week's podcast. So we'll have to see how that one goes in. Um, Actually, it's been an interesting week. We've had a few things announced. There's new devices. Uh, Poco launched two different smartphones on the market this week. And um, hopefully my audio is coming in correctly. Let me double check. Yep. Audio is coming in. Let's make sure it's always a little bit hard. Uh, but I already see uh, Finn said he's gonna uh, he's gonna he stop by and said hi but he's going to a party hope you have fun finn take care uh, Farhan's with us here Yusuf is with us here and of course Al Josa's with us here of course uh kicking it with us yes we are starting a, a little bit later uh we're th- technically 10 minutes early uh, I'm trying to uh, the on the weekend obviously a lot of my a lot of our fans a lot of the people that we hang out with and we talk with every weekend um, are also starting to push out some content as well so we, as you guys know, um, Roger Bot started streaming on Saturday as well, and I think if I'm not thinking, I'm not mistaken, Grounded Tech also does stream sometimes. Um, so I'm trying to maybe bring in the, the the stream to be a little bit earlier in the day so that we can all fit in and actually work it correctly. Um, Greg, good morning. Hope you're doing well and. So, yes, this week we had two smartphones launch and we also had, um, at least for me, uh, Soundcore released the Sport X10. These are a sports centric pair of buds that bring back the loop around the ear. This is something we haven't seen for quite some time. The designs of most in-ear solutions right now, um, basically for audio for true wireless solutions, have always been focusing on just an in-ear solution. You put it in and you basically have some type of a wing maybe that kind of uh, clips around the back of the ear. But for the most part, we haven't had the, uh, the hook or the loop that goes around uh, the, uh, the ear. And I found it to be interesting. This is a little bit, again, more sports centric. It is IPX7 rated, which means technically it can withstand water uh, to a certain amount of time. But it's intended more for exercising, sweat proofing, running in the rain or something to that effect and not having to worry about the earbuds. Not only a getting damaged, but b also moving from where they are. So that's the biggest thing. The other thing is uh, we found out some more information about the nothing phone, and I'm actually starting to see and feel a little bit weird. I'm I'm not going to say, okay, so maybe not weird uh, per se. I'm just unsure of the direction what Carl Pay is doing with the nothing phone one. Um, There's talks, obviously, the fact that the nothing phone one is not coming to the U.S. and I have a pretty good idea why it's not coming to the U.S. Uh, The, uh, you know, coming into the U.S. market, it's weird. Um, launching an unlocked phone that is compatible with certain brands, uh, with certain basically bands, you know, be, either be it on AT&T, T-Mobile or Verizon, unfortunately, is not as easy as you think it is. Um, AT&T has been doing a much more aggressive whitelisting of devices and even banning and not allowing devices to actually even access data on their network if they are not whitelisted. And this is something that means if you try to buy an unlocked phone, it's not going to work. Verizon has a very strict policy of actually verifying and also certifying devices to work on their networks, which makes it even harder. Um, There is a reason probably why the Xperia 1 Mark IV is not here yet, and that's because it's going through that process and it is sold as an unlocked device. So what nothing is trying to provide or push for at this point is a little bit more... um, I guess I, I feel like it's it's more so about the hype so i want to talk about this i want to th- definitely uh you know get into that subject and i want to talk to you guys why i feel like there's a little bit of a, it seems like it's a weird position at least in where they're going and i'm hoping they change um i see uh gadget uh, dragon goddess is with us here good morning hope you're doing well uh hope you guys are doing great uh oh my god it's almost <laughs> israel you yeah I, I can imagine i can uh youssef uh it's definitely late it's almost 8 p.m in israel uh joe hey joe's in the chat good morning hope you're doing well and um so the biggest thing that for me right now is uh, the the nothing phone is is basically kind of getting me into a a weird position when i'm looking at what the hype is and what we're starting to see from it we saw a hands-on video from marquez and we saw basically what the front part of the display is going to look like which really wasn't a big i mean we didn't think he was reinventing the phone, right? He, The statement that nothing started with was phones right now are boring. Well, I beg to differ, and I will always go into a conversation saying, I think if you think the phones are boring, I think you're pretty much maybe talking about Samsung and Apple because those are the ones that are getting comfortable where they are, and the designs haven't really changed much. Um, Samsung reinvents by changing and removing plates off phones, but the reality at the end of the day, those are the two number one um, market leaders, I guess if you have to kind of put them in that way, um, in both Android and iOS. So maybe he's really focusing on them. But when you say statements like that, and when you make statements saying like that, other than just basically bringing up maybe a little bit of the hype situation, um, you're really, you need to kind of step up and you're not stepping up at all by, by bringing in the, I mean, the, the, the nothing phone one based on design looks, and it has some aesthetical looks that is unique to it. Absolutely. There's no question. They got the design on the back of the phone great. But anybody that puts a case on that phone and all of that goes out the door because then it starts looking like an iPhone. This is the weird part about it. I don't think nothing is focusing on. And I don't think all of the cases and all manufacturers that are going to make cases for their phone are going to make them clear. There's no way that that's going to be the design. There's going to be either be cutouts for the LEDs to show or something to allow that unique lookness to show through it. But again, the moment you put a case on it, it stops looking like what it's supposed to, or at least what they're showing us right now. Um, One of the other things that we're also looking at is that it's going to be powered by the 778 uh, SoC from Qualcomm. It's a good mid-range SoC. It is not a flagship SoC. So the capabilities of what we're looking at here, obviously, are going to be geared towards that experience. I'm not talking price point. I'm not talking about, you know, um, value for the money kind of thing, because right now it's on sale. I'm sorry, it's on pre-orders. And the pre-orders are astronomical in the sense of what the price should be. I don't think this phone can make it in the way it's being marketed or at least the way we're headed right now. Okay. And I'll say, and I'm going to dive in a little bit more about that. I've talked a little bit about that with Juan over the, on our best of our week podcast on Thursday. And I've had, I've had some couple more days to kind of think about it. And reality is, yeah, it's a weird place to be. It's not headed in the right way. It's the marketing tool that uh, that's being applied here would have worked maybe 10 years ago or nine years ago. (laughs) But not in 2022 when you have a lot of competition. So I, I'm really wanting wanting to hear your ideas and your thoughts about how things are going in, in there as well. Um, <laughs> Joe, yeah, I, I think yeah. Joe is still one of my moderators on the channel, uh, and everybody kicking it with us. Uh, so I see Farhan uh, jumping back in. I see Chemi's in there. Yusuf says all new Android phone with the eight Gen One have uh, have a small uh, screen on alti- uh, a small screen on time alti- compared to uh, uh, screen screen dimming at 13. 13- uh, yes. The the biggest part of what's going on with the HN1 or even the 888 and ever since the 865 or the 870, we've had a much more it's a power hungry SOC. It's a way more hungry than it actually provides uh, the savings or the battery savings that we're supposed to get. So what ends up happening is that you deplete the battery faster if you're trying to push these devices to uh, the proverbial limits, meaning playing games with high refresh rates, using the device for an extended amount of time. You know, you're getting more heat. There's a lot more things going on. And yeah, by definition, you're going to drain the battery faster. Your SOT is going to be uh, obviously affected right away. This could be a solution to that. I agree with what they're trying to do. But we've said that again about the same things with other devices that are on the market. The, the Pixel 5 that ran the 760, uh, was it? 765. Um, we've seen other devices with the 778. And the fact of the matter is the seven gen one just got announced by Qualcomm and it's not in this device. It's running at 778. So for me, the combination, the the uh, the design, the aesthetics, the features, and they can do a lot of things on software. I'm totally with everybody on. Yeah, well, they can do you know many different things. I just don't think he's going to be going in that way. I don't think with the amount of investors that he's had, the amount of people that have put money in and backed nothing. They're going to be okay with bringing a phone like was like the OnePlus, where it was a modder-friendly, unlockable bootloader. People doing whatever they want with the phone. That's not going to happen. This is very different than what OnePlus did and what he was able to do with uh, Pete Lau back in the day. This is the big thing. I think a lot of the credit that P- that Carl Pei is getting right now is based off of OnePlus. He's trying to use the OnePlus deck for the same conversation. But when you start looking at the, the, you know, when you start looking at the other options on the market and you start seeing how many other things are there, you really have to kind of factor that in. At the time the OnePlus came out, phones or smartphones that were considered to be flagships, they were around the $700 to $800. So when OnePlus released the phone for $299 or $349. That was a flagship killer. It used the same SoC and it gave you some features there. That was the experience. And that was the the chemical, well, not, not chemical, but the chemistry that they were using there. Right. That was the formula. And they teamed up with the best modding community, which was Cyanogen. They made them the first Cyanogen operating system on a phone that was released with it. Customizable modders, unlocking bootloaders, a whole bunch of things. Again, they met and they fed into that. Nothing is trying to do the opposite. They're going straight for the main market. They're trying to go with a lot of support from media, a lot of support from basically, you know, big names, you know, if Casey Neistat isn't the name there. And I think that's the question is, are they really pushing a phone that can really stand up and disturb the market? That's really what I'm looking for. And and right now I'm not seeing any, obviously, Again, the camera experience could be absolutely night and day. They could release finally the first Android phone from Gen 1, first version that comes out and produces stunning camera uh, photography, videotography, uh, and of course has great battery life a great charging speeds. There's a whole bunch of things, you know, you have to kind of consider and what you think of as a value for the money. Let me just make sure I catch everybody else. Um, how's the battery life on the OnePlus uh, Ace with the 81? So I ha- don't have the OnePlus Ace. I know that the 8100, at least on the X4 GT that Poco released this week, um, seems to be a little bit better, although the battery itself was not as big um, as where I thought of it. it. Actually, I take that back. The X4 GT runs the bigger battery than the, four, the F4 and the F4 GT. It runs a 5,000, a little bit a hair over 5,000. And uh, from at least from what Juan was mentioning is that it actually ran pretty well. Pair it paired up with a 1080p resolution display, you know, high refresher, but he's still not doing a lot of power draw. It's more efficient than the A70 because it draws less power, uh, but it is basically uh, still going to be more of a mid-ranger experience. So decent experience battery should last you all day, no problem. Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon's kicking it with us. People need to stop thinking <laughs> of, these new, uh, of this as... Uh, uh, okay, This uh, thinking this is the new OnePlus for sure. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think the big... So for Joe's comment that I'm looking into here, the reason why people draw that conclusion is because where Carl Pay gets his credit, right? It, where is his credibility from? It's from OnePlus. What has he done prior to this? He did the OnePlus. He was on the OnePlus team till about a year ago. And then, of course, the OnePlus team kind of deviated. They got reabsorbed into uh, into Oppo. And of course, um, now becomes more of an Oppo subbrand as opposed to basically what they used to be more of their own. And Carpe is moving on to making something new. He wants to disturb the market and he wants to bring more things. The the nothing buds definitely did great. The earphone ones, um, the earphone one, but the overall. Like, I'll explain this. They were not the best. They were not the worst. They were a good priced 100 bucks pair of buds. uh, And for that price point, I think they did very well. I think that's the experience that we get there. It's not trying to hit the top. It's not trying to hit the bottom. It's hitting that middle point and hitting it very well. And this is where. I feel like if he's trying to learn or use the OnePlus book, he has to start up with that one big kick—the price point. You're going into a market that's already flooded with mid rangers You have, especially if you're not coming to the U.S., which you would have had better luck because you don't have as many competitors in that market in that price range. But going to Europe, going to India, going to any other market, you have Xiaomi, you have Oppo, you have Samsung, um, you have uh, Redmi, you have uh, obviously you know other companies that are already pushing out mid rangers mid rangers that are running the 765, or running the 778, or even running, uh, you know, earlier generation, uh, you know, S6 series, and they're also competitive in that price point. And believe it or not, like if nothing else, Realme has been kicking out more uniquely great-designed smartphones with very specific features. Again, um, be it you know the GT Neo 3, that was a great-looking phone to start with, and then they had obviously the Naruto edition. They had also this Dragon Ball edition with the GT Neo 2. So to keep those in mind, there is a lot more competition for Carl pays the, the nothing phone one. And what we get right now is, I, and I feel this is weird. I feel like it's a lot of hype. I don't think it's going to land what it thinks it's going to land. And I don't think it's going to disrupt the market other than a line or maybe a um, a news headline initially at launch. But I don't th- see anybody running a Samsung or a OnePlus or even running a, a, an iPhone finding this device, at least at launch, enticing enough to ditch their entire ecosystem to jump into. So we'll have to see how that goes. And I'm not trying to bag on the nothing phone, it's just the more I find out about what's coming up with the nothing phone one, the more I am, I guess held back and I feel like a little bit more like we're missing something, like the, the conversations going in the wrong direction. The hype machine, getting Marquez to put a video out, primarily all that did was confirm a lot of things for people. It, Like I said, the backing, I think, is great. The customization of the lights on the back are going to look great, but I don't think nothing can control every single phone, phone manu- or case manufacturer to provide that experience mean that you're going to need to keep a phone in a clear case or without a case, because the moment you put a case again, all of the stuff that we just did goes out the door. So I don't know realistically how that's going to be. The one around the camera may still bleed up because it's around the camera sensor and you can definitely keep it a little bit bigger, but I'm talking about the rest of the design on the back. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, hold on. <laughs> Barry Johnson's in the chat. Have everybody say hi, good morning. Or hi <laughs> Barry, hope you guys are doing well. Um, TK, I'm driving, but I'm listening. I appreciate it, man, but please drive safely. I really appreciate it. Uh, Russ is in there. The Chinese version of the Poco F4 is better, in my opinion, but the price point is uh, is better in the F4. OK, uh, Russ, I'm not sure if is there are you saying the F4 GT or are you talking about the F4? Because for the most part, the F4 itself should still be the same phone in multiple variants. Unless I maybe missed, uh, maybe I missed something. Hold on, let me look at this up real quick. Poco F4. Uh, I don't think there is two versions. The F4 released, yeah, I think they're all, uh, uh, let me know, Russ, let me, let me know. Uh, And it's releasing uh, alongside the Pixel 6a. So that's the other thing. That's the other thing. So Ground Attack, Morning Den, actually we just mentioned then. it's releasing a week before the Pixel 6a. We already know what the Pixel 6a looks like. We already know what the Pixel 6a is going to cost. And we already know what the processor is in the Pixel 6a. There is no, I mean, Google literally just took the cat out of the uh, out of the bag and just like, go have at it. We know what the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro are going to look like. We know what the Pixel 6a looks like. So we know that the phone, it needs to compete with what the Pixel is. But this is the weird part about it, uh, what uh, we have here, Dan is. I think this is specifically probably why it's not releasing in the US. it's not going to be releasing in every market that the Pixel phone is going to be coming out. Now, if they release it in the UK and parts of Europe, I think that may work depending on the country. And I think that's basically where they're going to start seeing things like where people start kind of pushing and seeing, you know, what what is Xiaomi going to do? What offering is Xiaomi going to be coming in at that price point? Because we already know that Xiaomi releases more phones every year than any other company, and that because of the variables and the differences. Um, we obviously have the Pixel 6a coming in. We also have, obviously, other series, the A series coming in from Samsung and what we have also from Oppo, the other A series that are, that are on the market. So my question would be, is what would what would make a person uh, feel, I guess, enticed enough or feel the demand or the need to buy this phone? I think enthusiasts are very much on that bandwagon. I think the people like us are probably getting excited about this phone because it is a new phone. It is a new phone that's come into the market that hasn't been there before. And of course, we always want to root for the underdog and hopefully, you know, we can get another OnePlus out of this. I think the reality is there's very little left for them to unveil. And what they've shown us so far is not impressing a lot of people. It's impressing the, uh, the, the, I'm not going to say the media, but I want i want to say basically people that are in, that obviously that helped build up the hype. And that's what we're seeing. We're not seeing definitive answers. Marquez was not definitive in any way in his video. He was pretty much just showing us the hands on and explaining to us some of the things he was able to show us. He doesn't have a final version of the phone. He doesn't have a production style. All of the things that he was able to talk about were pre-approved by nothing. This is the reason why he wasn't going into the rest of the system on the phone. Otherwise, it would have been you know, a full version walkthrough of the phone showing us more tricks other than just setting the lights on the back. And the re- you can follow that with what happened with Microsoft. Marquez was in the same boat. Microsoft pulled the requirement saying that you cannot turn the screen on the phone. You cannot show the UI. And you had a whole bunch of YouTubers and media kind of pushing out videos of a phone that you couldn't turn on. And then other people that went to stores and like myself and turned on the phone and start seeing some of the different UI elements and what things were going on. I'm not trying to say that, you know, Marquez is not being you know forthcoming. I'm saying is this is what happened. That's the video that we saw. And people need to understand that that's the video that they watched. It wasn't that they are saying Marquez puts a stamp of approval on the phone. Marquez does not have the actual phone, but we don't get that in the video. It just shows that he does talk a little bit about that at the end. But my, my thing is essentially is. This is the exciting phase, the excitement phase. And that's what Carl Pay's is known for, building up the hype. It takes time for the product to become great. OnePlus was not great at the beginning. It was a flagship killer. It was an amazing price point phone at a time where phones were starting to kind of move up in the price. And I think that's where we saw that. Uh, but I, I want to see more excitement around this. But I want to make sure that it actually runs exactly what they're saying, you know, that it actually does the work or at least does the lifting that they're supposed to. Um, Jimmy's jumping in here is, um, I only realized earlier that the Xiaomi 12 design was very similar to the Poco X4 GT, uh, released yesterday. Uh, yes, that, uh, the design actually is very, very, very close. I mean, it's a part spinning, uh, Xiaomi and and uh, Xiaomi and Poco and red and all of the, all of these think of how, you know, BBK part spins, uh, part spinning, uh, Xiaomi is exactly in that same boat. The one thing I will say though, is that the X4, Oh, not this one. Uh, the uh, sorry, the F4 does actually have a slightly different design that I have not seen on a Xiaomi or on a POCO. And that's that circular camera design that we have on the back. Let me show you guys. Hopefully we can get the focus so you could see right there that design on the back is actually very new. Oops, I don't want to go. Yeah, so here the design is definitely very new. We have a triple camera setup, uh 64 and eight and a two. Uh, the this is still focusing on a two megapixel camera that is kind of pointless, but it's there to get the camera number up. It's part of what we see bef- uh, from other companies. It's not new. We know that the 64 megapixel camera is the one that you live in. The ultra wide is decent, but that's that all the tricks and bells and whistles are on that main camera. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like it. I'm, I'm really there. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, Jimmy, what I would say on the on the nothing phone. And if Carl or anybody that obviously at nothing or somebody is listening to this, I would really love for you to maybe give give uh, my idea at least some thinking. Understanding the pre-orders, the pre-sales on, on StockX, that that's a hype. That's totally what a hype machine needs to be. And the prices that were put there are obviously uh, reflective of what the market is willing to pay for right now, based on something they don't know. So you're you're getting people's excitement. And even at that point, when you start seeing some of the pricing, with the exception of a few that went pretty up there over a thousand, for the most part, it's like five to seven hundred bucks. Now that I feel like is too high for the Nothing Phone one. I think for the Nothing Phone one to make the impact that th- that Carl wants to make the impact. He should go for the two hundred, $299 to $350 price point because two things. You're building a market share right now. You are not in the profit business right now. You're at the beginning of a sale of any kind of business that you're starting. And the first three to five years are considered to be losing years. You are not going into the market saying, I'm going to be making millions on day one. It doesn't work that way. And that's what's going to happen. All of the investors that are in there know that, know that because they've invested in other companies. These are not people that just came off and it's like, okay. now there are some people like us when they came out and made the announcement, I think earlier in a month or so ago, and they asked for more people to invest, to put more money in the company. And the reality at the end of the day is that you invested in the idea, you invested in a company, but you really need to understand it's a brand new company with a brand new product that has not pushed the product like this before. We don't have a track record. The person that is at the helm of this is not the person that made the phone. He is part of the, the company, the management, the higher ups. So there are decisions made there, but he is not going to be the person that is going to basically say, this is the feature we're keeping, this is the feature we're taking out. Because again, one of the tweets he pushed out, you know, he said he thinks the iPhone is the, great, uh, the best phone on the market. It's one of those things you kind of have to understand. It's a hype machine. You, we need to kind of bring down our expectations. But I really feel like the price point needs to be somewhere between the three to three fifty. Anything above that, or even at the four hundred or higher, you're going to start basically having to prove on day one why you're a better buy, and you're not going to be able to for many people because a availability, b. Uh, basically access to the device. If it's not available as much as the other guys are, that's the other thing. And those other companies have spent years bringing in market share and placement in marketplaces. So for sure. Um, country, uh, so countries, uh, countries is the Pixel Six. Uh, what countries is the Pixel Six A going to be released? So Google didn't make an announcement exactly, but we know for the most part, if, if if it's any kind of like historical data, typically what we'll see is US will get it first, and then US and Canada probably UK, and then you'll start seeing in parts of Europe, and then of course parts of Asia, but it doesn't go in every single place. The reason behind that is it's also Google doesn't release or make these devices in mass quantities. These don't go to, um, what was I gonna say? They don't go to retail shops and sit on shelves. They're sold by Google. In the US, if it does get end up being picked up by T-Mobile, T-Mobile will have certain uh, certain pieces there, but those will be T-Mobile variants of that phone. They will not be the same as the one running by Google. So there's something to keep in mind. Once a carrier puts their label on it or it's sold in a carrier store, then that carrier carries the editing, um, not the editing, but carries the, for um, the lack of a better word, the software uh, story around that, meaning they get to push the software updates to devices. So Pixel devices that are under a carrier change. So when we start looking in that manner, it's not going to be available everywhere. Well, the nothing phones in the same boat. And I think this is where although it's a great idea, I don't feel like the 6A is going to be competing that much with the nothing phone one. And that's not really where the nothing is right now. Nothing is seriously at this point in 2022 for the rest of the year, nothing is going to be working on brand awareness development, update their, updating their software and getting more the more units in people's hands so that they can get people talking about them and, of course, continue getting more investors and building and doing more things. That's how this company is going to make sense. But I don't think they're going in with any kind of profit business and nobody investing in, in nothing should think that on day one, nothing is going to make you know, bank, they're going to be selling them out like hotcakes, they'll sell a small number because that's how much they made. They made a small number of devices. And from some of the inclinations that we've seen in the comments and so on is there's going to be some variations. Uh, Sorry, Marquez kind of hinted to something saying that this may be the first iteration, the first incarnation of the nothing phone, and that it would be a different phone. And maybe we will see other versions of that phone by the end of the year. And I think maybe that's the story there. This is not the one that we were thinking that there are going to be other ones that could lead us into maybe more of a flagship experience. And this is more of the entry. You go in with this, you get people excited, you give them a great product, and then you basically build up the community by going to more devices. So I'm hoping that makes sense. Oops. Uh, Hey, Rolando's in the chat. Good morning, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Let me see here. I think I missed a few comments. TK Bokeh. Yes it's always a bouquet oh my god let me see i i, I seriously think uh, i can't wait for youtube uh youtube videos in 2025 remember that crazy nothing phone that came out um i got it on ebay for 99 <laughs> um i you know it, it will be like that it will be like that i actually not that long ago maybe three three or four years ago i bought the uh the nexus one the first Nexus uh, that came out, I rebought that phone because I destroyed the first. No, actually, I think that I, I, I modded the first one pretty pretty good, but then I ended up selling it because at the time, you know, I could not afford keeping phones that are that cost me, you know, three hundred and fifty bucks or four hundred bucks um, at the time. So I bought it again for thirty five bucks. So I am that guy that goes back on eBay and buys old phones because you know history kind of works that way. Uh, uh, the other weird thing about the okay here. Uh, the other weird thing about the MK <laughs> video is that the North is that he's a North American curator, so he's probably got some people hyped, uh, uh, and then they find out that it won't be coming to their tower. So this is yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So I'm I'm with you on that one, Michael. Um, so Marquez is obviously internationally known, so there is that much, and I always. It's, it's a little bit of a weird situation because I kind of agree with you on that on, on that sense. He got the U.S. market excited, but the U.S. market is not a target. So which is kind of a weird situation. But um, YouTube creators have have reached beyond the con- you know, YouTube is not a U.S.-based company. I mean, if I take that back. It is a U.S.-based company, but it's not a U.S. only kind of a, a, a path. There are many people that watch content from other people in the, in the world. I watch content in people in the U.K. I watch content from people in India, uh, not because I'm. Uh, I'm focused on basically because I also like to see what other tech comes out. India has a very different market when it comes down to smartphones and technologies. China has very different markets. The UK gets different devices. Europe gets them. The Middle East gets different things. I mean, for the lack of a better word, the, the Find X5 Pro just got announced in the Middle East. We've had that since almost the beginning of the year. Uh, and of course, the Magic 4 Pro also just going kind of announced in the Middle East. And we've had that since MWC. So you have to kind of keep in mind staged releases and so on. But um, I don't know, maybe not bringing it to the U.S. is part of the hype machine saying the U.S. will feel left out and people in the U.S. will have to import it and do a whole bunch of things. I mean, you can't technically buy it on StockX. It's not going to be impossible to get. Uh, but at some point, yeah, it's going to come down to availability and there's going to be shortage of it and people are going to want to get it and prices go up. There's a whole thing. The whole thing that happened with the earbuds are going to happen or will happen with this phone. But this is going to work against them now, as opposed to where in the past that was working great for OnePlus with the invitation system. CarPlay is bringing the invitation system here with the invitation code to be able to buy something. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, they are probably very strict uh, with the, uh, the embargo that way. Uh, nothing. Yeah, uh, not showing the screen, et cetera. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a device like this with this much hype about it, Marquez had a very specific uh, requirement set on him of what he could do. And he had to accept that to make the video. It wasn't a, you, you know, it's it's not a negotiation. It's a, This is what it is and this is what you can do. And with the amount of hype around it, Marquez obviously would, I mean, it would behoove him to not to take it. Obviously, he should take this opportunity and share that content because people want to see it. Uh, I'm waiting. Honestly, this is the weird thing. I'm actually waiting for the Casey video, the Casey Neistat video. Casey is a photography guru. He's he's amazing at basically making content with anything that you have in your hand. He's made videos from phones, from old cameras, new cameras, expensive cameras, good cameras, crappy cameras. The fact of the matter is his name is on this product. He, He backed it up. So he had some inclination of what this product is going to do. So that's the person I actually want to listen to. Nothing against Marquez, but I want to hear it from somebody that backs the, that back the product, but also is a person that is known as a creator that is intending to provide us that experience. There's a lot of weight that comes around with Marquez with the uh, with Casey, and we heard from Marquez, which obviously is a tech community person, and at, well, he's a great guy. But I'm saying this is just you know what I mean? He's he's in the tech community. Um, Casey is kind of in that lifestyle tech community, but he's also a big, big name behind the company. And we want to be able to hear what how are the philosophies? Does he feel like this is the right combination? This is the right phone to push for? And I think at some point within the near next couple of weeks or so, we're going to hear from him. And I want to be able to see what his thoughts are on that. Um, let me double check here. I'm thinking, yeah, the nothing phone is, uh, is at this point uh, almost like a mystery box. What's the cost? What's the specs? Exactly. Uh, we're getting. Uh, we already kind of know that it's going to have a punch hole camera on the front, a dual camera setup in the back, wireless charging, reverse wireless charging, uh, possibly a mid ranger high, fr- high refresh rate. So probably 90, maybe 100, 9, 120 hertz. More so, I feel like it'll probably be 90. If, If we put the mindset of what the buds did, where they were not the best, but not not the worst, but kind of in that middle, I feel like the display will be 90 frames per second. We'll have a 45 watt charging for the the wired solution and a 45 and obviously maybe 10 to 15 watt uh, wireless solution. Uh, we're going to see obviously some, some camera tricks in there, but there's a dual sensor configuration. So my hope is going to be a primary going to be a standard focal length and an ultra wide. My is, I'm not saying that telephoto is not great, but I feel like for two, two camera setup, ultra wide is always going to be the best, especially for creatives. That's basically the main lens that they use. The front facing camera is not centered. It's actually a little bit to the left on the front display. So we'll have to see how that goes there. Um, the 778 is going to power it. So for the most part, I think it's now at 4k, 60 frames per second at the best will be there from the main sensors in the back and more than likely 1080p, because that feel like that's going to stick to the rest of the other companies that he's worked on. So it'll be 1080p resolution on the front. These predictions, I, I'd love to, I, what I would love to do is I'm, do, I'm going to do a recap on this video after the announcement on the 12th, because I want to see exactly what we get from nothing on the 12th, but yeah. Uh. Let me scroll down a little bit more. Yeah, I see the new phone being able to start thinking. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, we're going to have to see how the pricing is. I don't think it'll be half price in in 12 months. I honestly think the amount of money that they've raised, the amount of investment that they've had, they put there, and the amount of people that are interested in it, I think people will follow them and it should still do pretty well in about a year when the Nothing Phone 2 comes out. I know it's weird. I'm, the, the first one's not out the gate. TK, you're already talking about the second one. I honestly think the first one is an experiment. It's an absolute experiment. They have no data points, reference data, or anything from their own performance. So the first year is gonna be all learning for them. And we're all for the ride. We're in a beta testing mode for nothing. And that's what people are listening to and trying to. And for the people that buy the phone, it's nothing like, it's pretty much this, that's the experiment. Um, Juan kind of made a really great uh, point of that. Foldable phones on the market right now are still in somewhat of an experimentation mode. And what I mean by this, every year we get slightly different mechanism. We get slightly different um, uh, um, either uh, optimizations, uh, improvements, but things that improve and fix what happened with the generation before. And it's mechanical things that they need to do to fix the mechanical issues from the generation before. So to a certain point, that's what the first year is going to be. They're not going in with a with a with a weirdly, you know, oval or rectangular or I say triangular shaped phone. They're going with a standard known tried and true glowing rectangle for the lack of a better no for no pun intended there uh, smartphone. And that's what we're going to get there. We're getting a smartphone that looks very similar to the rest of them. If you put a case on it, looks like an iPhone. And um, and that's pretty much what most people are going to be kind of thinking there. And I don't know if it's by design because the iPhone has that iconic, recognizable look. If that's what Carl Pay and what nothing is trying to do with this design, you know, Marquez tried to approach it and try to kind of talk about that. And then he, he, he brought out a different phone, but that's not the one that most people were pointing to. So I wasn't really sure where his, his, uh, if he was truly, really, really answering the question or he was just basically comparing it to an iPhone, just for the sake of a, whatever iPhone he had available. The reality is it does look like an iPhone from the back with a case on it. I'm pretty sure most people are going to think you have an iPhone. It's not a question. This is, no different than some of the other manufacturers in the market that have copied iPhone designs to get that look and that appeal going on. Uh, So Michael Corian is saying is um, yeah, even some of the the nothing investors on the on the suburbs are saying they're not going to use their invite code because uh, because of the $20 non-refundable deposit and the lack of answers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, right now, it's you're you're buying into a hype. It is a mystery box. This is the uh, the loot crate of, you know, phones. You you'll get what you get. I, I I'm i hoping that it's not I don't know how to explain it. I'm hoping that it it doesn't land badly. I want it to have some success and I want it to actually work as good as what people think it should. But I'm also kind of setting myself up with a lower set of expectation because I want them to surprise me. But I don't see them going in that direction. Like what is left for them to talk about other than software? Seriously, they're not going. obviously I mean, if it's a 778, they're not going to be going in with you know, um, like a hundred and whatever, they're probably gonna go with a lower megapixel camera count. The camera sensor, at least or the the camera stack on the back did not look like we're running on one inch sensor. So I don't think they're going to high-end uh, camera sensors and, and you know, be, uh, using maybe periscope cameras to give you the best uh, telephoto experience. It's pretty much gonna be an ultra wide and a wide. So when you look at it in that sense, they need to land that first landing. They need to do that superhero landing, for the lack of a better term, like a Deadpool superhero landing and make it land and not hurt their knees to the point where they can't get up. They need to be able to get up and make an phone 2, make optimizations, more updates, and maybe more variants. So we'll have to see. But 778 is not a bad option. I just think when you say that at the beginning that you're trying to compete, disrupt the market, and you, and you launch a mid-ranger, it's... <sighs> It, it makes people take you a know, step back and we're like, well, I don't know what this is going to be. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> Ash is in there. Hey, I hope you're doing well. Let me see here. I think I may have missed a couple more. Carpe has uh, has been pretty uh, dismissive of all of the other Android manufacturers. It's part of his marketing push. Yeah, no, obviously it, this is this is, again, standard Carpe as, you know, uh, standard operating procedure. He is not deviating. But it's different when you know what things are coming, right? It's different than when OPPO had, oh, sorry, OnePlus had had access to OPPO money. <laughs> I don't know if there's a better way to say it. OPPO was a derivative of, oh, sorry, OnePlus. It came out of OPPO. The people that started OnePlus were OPPO employees. And for the longest time, you know, there was the whole discussion of, you know, OnePlus is its own thing and OPPO is its own thing. And then now we see that they came back together. It's not a surprise. We were not surprised when OnePlus was reabsorbed back into OPPO. We knew this was going to happen. And now OnePlus has a big name for it in the U.S. market. They're standing there, and OPPO doesn't have a single reason to come into the U.S. because technically they're here already. And they've been here the whole time. It just, we saw them as OnePlus only. So that's not a bad decision. I think that's a great marketing. And I think the, the, the story of OnePlus is great where we are today with OnePlus is a great spot. I am very happy that OnePlus is able to provide us the OnePlus 10 Pro. Uh, I'm sad that we didn't see a 10, but still the 10 Pro and now available in the 12 to 56 is finally up to the standard that we've always expected OnePlus was gonna launch. And this is a good um, success story for any brand. Now, we as enthusiasts always want cheaper, better, faster kind uh, kind of a situation, but you can't really sustain a business model in growth. I realized that when I said that on Tuesday, on Thursday with Juan, he's like, you know, they can't really start up with the negative. You know, building a company based on loss is not a successful thing. Obviously, you don't stick there. Obviously, you don't stay there. OnePlus didn't stay at the losing business. They made money. They're making money now. But it is a different story, a different team, a different brand than what we started with at the beginning. Nothing has to make a stance and nothing has to basically um, make a wave in the market. So if you go in, in a with a mid-range processor and you don't go in with a great kick, like a really good price point, it's hard to justify for people. And I don't think uh, Carl Pei realize it, that on hype alone, people don't buy. It has to be proven. It has to work for it to succeed. It has to be a good product and less and less average consumer are using YouTube to follow things and he's using a very big uh, medium is basically social media. So reality at the end of the day, again, is it going to be available in a store for people to try out? We'll have to see. Uh, oh, so, yeah, uh, Chemi, actually, that would be a good question. What are the some of the more popular devices on the market in your area? That would be good. Uh, the, the nothing beta. Absolutely. I think this is something that we kind of we really need to accept that this is literally us going on a beta ride with nothing. This is them testing the waters, going in, building market share, trying to provide an experience for people. And at the end of the day, does it actually make it or does it actually fit uh, the uh, the bill and that what people are looking for? Because Carl Pei's vision is just that Carl Pei's vision. He thinks phones are boring, and I disagree with that. I totally disagree. I don't think phones are boring. I think if you're thinking phones are boring, you've been looking at the same phone for too long, namely the iPhone doesn't change much that you're right. It is a boring design. It doesn't change as much. Uh, Samsung, you know, does vary differently in depending on the market that they're in. But I don't agree with the fact that phones are boring. And his I think there was a statement that was made by them also saying that they want to work with other manufacturers to bring or unify the ecosystem to make them work better together. So it sounds like it's more services, more software, more things that are outside of what the nothing phone one is going to do that are going to be independent from it. So that's really, we kind of have to understand that ecosystem. I think there's multi-levels of things that this is bringing up. We're focusing on the phone, and I don't think the the phone is the final product. I think there's more coming up behind that from nothing. I hope you guys are doing, yeah. So Ash is jumping in. Yep, uh, nothing phone, so so nothing against O2. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's like uh, but the large part of the market is EE Vodafone and more specifically it seems like uh it's most it seems like most enthusiasts use EE and Vodafone which is how nothing are targeting initially at least so they're trying to fit that yeah I, I don't disagree with their plan and I do apologize for hitting the microphone for anybody listening to this. I think that's a smart way of hitting it. But the question would be, is can they provide it on contract at a good rate for people to be able to save it? So that could basically that could be a way for them to make the money there, maybe bring it down. And but keep in mind, then it's going to be a Vodafone and an E.E. uh, basically managed phone. Updates are going to be consistent with their update cycle. They're not going to let nothing walk in a brand new company out of the, out of the blue to push updates to their phones like Apple does. Not even Samsung can do that yet. And that's, you know, and Samsung is considered to be the best uh, in the Android market. So yeah, keep that. We need to keep that in mind. And, but it is a good market to try to jump in there and try to push for. Sorry. It's, it's always fun getting notifications on your phone when, um, (laughs) when <laughs> you forgot to turn off, and I have it on vibe, so we'll see. It should be okay. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. So here the we got our first, so I, I, I just, I don't know. if Joe is in the chat. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Okay. Eric refreshing. I'm hoping. Yeah. Cause there's some people jumping in and starting to spam and please, please. Let's not, let's not get into that. It's not worth the conversation there. Um, so Dan's jumping in. Phones are definitely not boring. Tech is always getting better. Yeah. But you say things that you no know, phones are boring to get, to get the lines, get the people, you know, thinking like, well, what do you mean? People want to automatically want to, like myself, want to jump in the conversation to prove him wrong. But it's it's one of those uh statements you say to entice people to jump in, right? Um, I just don't think right now what he's doing is good enough. And The fact that is, it doesn't take much for us to even realize that phones are not boring and that his statement was not really valid in in the scope of what he's focusing on. And if he was specifically thinking of a specific brand, then that should have been part of his statement. But to say that phones in general are boring. Yeah, I kindly disagree. I I don't think it's it's fair. And I I don't I mean, he's he he knows what he's doing. Let's just say that. Um, No problem, Graham. I was a bit slow because I was getting I was getting. Oh, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, Oh, okay. So Joe did catch it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I forget. Yeah, no, I need to, I need to start. I need to figure out things. And actually, if anybody knows, if um, I just realized this um, on Thursday, uh, Aditya wasn't in the chat. And then today Aditya is not in the chat. Does everybody know if Aditya is doing well? I didn't, I haven't seen him for some time. And I I kind of saw something from him on, on on Twitter and stuff like that, but he hasn't, I don't know, maybe he's going through finals or stuff like that. Um, let me know if you guys know, uh, oh, I pre- appreciate it. Uh, Greg, thank you very much. Um, so, <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, I, got to see Ash last night, uh, as part of the first, uh, first gig scene, Liam, uh, uh Liam Gallagher. Oh, okay. That's good. Uh, who came immediately after the last, last night? okay. Gallagher, I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of him for some time. Uh, Oh, OK, thank you. Thank you, Dan. appreciate it. Yeah, because I like I, I know he's always in like everywhere, hanging out, kicking it and stuff. But like Thursday and today, that's like two different times. I haven't seen. Um, yeah, for sure. Dominic. Oh, hey, Dominic is in the chat. Good morning. Sabaho. Uh DT is just busy with exam. He said it last week. OK, good. good. No, I, I remember him saying it. I just didn't know if it was going to carry over to this week or not. But yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I'll reach out to Aditya. (laughs) He hasn't hasn't sent me an Insta reel for a couple of days now. No, 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 for sure. Uh, it just, yeah, you know, you know how you guys, like if I don't see you, it's weird. Like we have kind of like a crew that kind of comes up and hangs out every week. Uh, so it's one of those things I always appreciate having everybody kicking it with us. Um, so yeah, for, for that, I I mean, I want to, we spent about 45 minutes talking about nothing. Uh, and now we're obviously trying to figure out how things go. I think what's going to happen on the 12th is very clear. And I'm not trying to basically try like, you know, reading the tea leaves or stuff like that. Um, The hardware is going to be confirmed, already done. That's not going to be new. We're going to hear about the ecosystem that they're going to build around the nothing phone one and how it integrates to other companies and how it works with other systems. And I think that's where the value is going to be kicking in. I think what we focused right now is what they've put in front of us. They put a phone, they put a phone, a box, not this one, but they put nothing phone in front of us and we're focusing on it. But that's not I, I don't think that's what nothing is about. I think there's going to be more services, more functions, more things in the background that this is going to facilitate for us. I think the nothing phone one on its own, sorry, um, may have a few tricks up its sleeve, like certain things like we saw with the LEDs on the back, the notification, the charging functionality that we saw in there. And everybody got a chance to see what the phone looks like. But the reality at the end of the day, I think we're not going to be blown you know basically we're not going to basically be like oh my god this is the best thing since sliced bread this is pretty much going to fit in that mid-range it's going to fit and it's going to do a decent job for a mid-ranger but it's not going to be the best mid-ranger on the market i think we saw that before with their buds and this is what's going to get repeated the services that are going to come with it and the things that make it work uh, seamlessly with other ecosystems let's say maybe they're able to work with apple i don't think they will but they can try. Maybe Samsung, uh, you know, smart things, functionality, Google Home Assistant, uh, automation, different things that we saw at some of the conversations that they've been talking about, maybe that will fit in there. But I feel like those things are also going to work pretty much the same with any other phone. And I don't think nothing is going to make it very specific to their phone. So they may end up making it so that we're able to use some of their services or some of the things they're promising on other devices that run Android, uh, Android on there. So I'm hoping that that's going to be the, uh, the series or that's what we're going to hear from them. Um, and I'm also hoping that they give us a little bit more detail as to their roadmap, as opposed to just, you know, we get you to this point, we excite you, we ask you for money and we move to the next level. We do the same and move on to the next level. I want to see them push and give us better experiences and some things to that effect. Um, oh, so he, good. So Chemi's got a chance to come back. So in Chile, uh, so uh, Chemi lives in Chile uh, and he says flagship trends are basically between Samsung and Apple. Uh, mid is mostly between Xiaomi and Motorola. So Motorola is also another one. For the low end uh, brand, we have Xiaomi mostly uh, and from, from most for, for, uh, at this point, basically what it for me has. Um, and I think at one point, Honor used to be playing a big part back in the days, you know, the, the big days of Honor and, and hopefully they're able to come back into that market. Um. Actually, honor is how Shemi and I got a chance to uh, hang out and kick it in Germany, in Berlin. Even it was the uh, honor play, if I'm not mistaken. They were launching an honor play that I got a chance to go meet up with them there. Something up there? <laughs> oh, Joe, kicking it with us. Something needs to have something up their sleeve. Uh, nothing needs something up. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing up the sleeve right now, other other than what they're already kind of kicking it with us there. So. Um, so let me just change the conversation a little bit, and we'll talk about uh, obviously, uh, so Soundcore, uh, so SoundCore pushed out a couple buds. Uh, these are sport buds. This is the uh, sport x ten. And let's see if I can show you guys what the box looks like so you can kind of get an idea. So they brought back the loops. They, basically, the Sport X10 are intended to be IPX7 rated buds that give us the ability of having good audio sound cores known for that, uh, but still with that f- sport focus and easy case, small case to carry. So that was actually a good pair of buds. Battery life is really good. The sound quality is actually pretty, pretty decent. Noise cancellation, not so much. Uh, it does have a hybrid system. So meaning it's software as well as basically uh, microphones. But I feel like it, it's okay it's okay for it to basically bring enough of the ambient noise down to be able to enjoy the content for me. And this is purely me. I could not get them to stay well fitted in my ears using the loop. Sorry. I'll it back the loop on the top. I ended up keeping the loop on the bottom. So I, if you guys got a chance to see the video, you'll see exactly what I mean. And it, it was working best, better for me. So, but that's a personal use. Maybe for you, it'll be the same. Um, so for me, at the end of the day, I think the x or the Sport x are a great pair of buds for anybody looking for a budget friendly. They're about $79 available on Amazon. And I think they had some specials, $20 off to get them about close to about 50 bucks also. So you're not going to really spend a lot of money, but you're going to get a really good experience and you get that water resistance. I actually even dunked my buds in a bowl of water just to show that they still work. And in theory, they should still work very well their button configuration, not a touch, which allows them to not have any false touching or any issues there. And you know exactly what you're doing. So it's really, really nice. Um, The other thing I also wanted to kind of talk about is the fact that MediaTek announced the Dimensity 9000 plus. Now, We've heard about the 8100. We talked about it. Juan and I got a chance to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, And of course, we already know that the 8 Plus Gen 1 was announced. And of course, if that goes without surprise, that is Dimensity. That MediaTek is going to be releasing, well, announced and will have devices, hopefully, uh, running the Dimensity 9000 Plus. Now, I'm still on bandwagon one, where I'm waiting to get my hands on something that runs the 9000 to start with. Um, And I'm really hoping that if I do get a chance to go to IFA, that there will be devices on the floor that are running the SOC, that I can actually get a chance to play around and test. I really want to get my hands on and just seeing how the flavor, how does the phone operate with the Dimensity 9000? I already know how the 8100 functions. I know how the 1200, the 1100, the 800, the 700. I even have a 700 right here. This is uh, the Dimensity 700 from uh, from MediaTek um, running on. The stylus uh, 5G from uh, from TCL here in the US. So they've made great processors. I want to see the Lamborghini of MediaTek in a phone, and I want to be able to use it. I want to get in. I want to enjoy it. I want to make it my daily driver. Let's just say that I'll put that out in the in the in the ecoverse, the metaverse. I want to run. I want to use a Dimensity 9000 9, plus smartphone as my daily driver. I want to be able to enjoy that and see the benefits of a Dimensity over what we actually get on a Qualcomm. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying I want to see the differences between the two and we'll see that. So Dimensity 9000 plus just announced no devices yet, but the hope is obviously obviously, the big players will start releasing them and I'm hoping they release them outside of China, not, in the, not just in the Chinese market. So we'll see how that goes. Donald Lozina k- kicking it with us. Hope you're doing well, Donald. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, Oh, yeah. So uh, Joe uh, Joe says, I I want the Liberty 3 Pros, uh, but I see that uh, what the Pixel Buds Pro will be like at first. So those are the other buds that are also going to be announced very soon. No, we know the buds are going to be coming out with the Pixel 6a, where we have, um, I think the Pixel Watch is coming out with the 7. So... I'm actually interested to see what the buds Pro do. Does is this an evolutionary update to what we saw last year? Obviously, I want to see some of the the Pixel Buds A series uh, benefits in there, the better Bluetooth connectivity. Um, I want to if they're going to include or keep that magnet. I want that strong magnet from the A series over the standard. But I want to see obviously the performance and do they do and do perform better um, from what we've seen from Google before. Obviously, better integration with Google. That's typical. Uh, you know, initiating the assistant, answering a lot of the things that I love on my Sony's. I want to be able to see how they work here. So I'm excited for them as well. Uh, I will say this. With all of the other buds that I've used to date, the Liberty 3 Pros are still some of my favorite buds to date. Man. I say that because I use them. I still use the Liberty Three Pros. I have the X uh, the the X10 Pro, and I love those. But I still like how the sound it comes out here. LDAC is absolutely kick-ass. If you have the Liberty Two Pros, you got LDAC as an update, and it works really nice. But the sound drivers, the quality, this is still Soundcore's flagship type of an audio experience, and I love it. And I still use it today. So if you're using, if you're looking for something, and you can't wait for the Pixels and or Pixel Buds Pro, this is definitely going to do a great job. Uh, But keep in mind, obviously, is, you know, they're more flexible, available right now. And probably we'll have some some decent prices um, around the holidays, hopefully. Uh, Uh, Yeah, Jimmy Fry Dragon. I got some Samsung Buds, too. They're decent. They're not bad. I like Samsung. I mean, they make decent smartphones and they I take that back. They make some great smartphones. They have some interesting approach to, to features, but their buds actually have been performing quite well. The beans were the only one that I wasn't very comfortable using, but the buds too. And the pros are definitely much one of their better options. And we haven't seen a big update for their for their buds in their recent years yet. Uh, Dominic, I well, uh, I just OK. I got previous generation ANC Sonys and they're still very, very strong. Yes, Sony. When you hit the top of the line with Sony, even if it's a year or two years old, you're still hitting the top of the line. You're, the improvements that we've seen over the last couple of years have gone obviously much, much better, but it's only by comparison to the mid-range and the lower end buds. Uh, but Sonys are in a class literally of their own. They're they're really, for the most part, when it comes to audio tech, they're literally leading the market with what we can do with them. Um, I can't still wrap my head around uh, low power sound. It's uh, coming from tiny drivers it, it I'm, I'm having a hard time going back standard headphones in the general uh, ever since of you know knowing juan every time i i get a chance to talk to him it, i'm always experiencing something even better better audio experiences i'm loving the fact that sony still does that and still gives us the ability of getting a headphone jack a powered headphone jack on a smartphone and they're one of the only games on the market now for phones that have decent headphone jacks other than gaming phones um at, i'm hoping the rog phone six does carry that but the rog phone five Um, Was definitely a very good one with uh, a really good DAC supported in there. Uh, Yeah, so so, uh, Greg's still using the uh, Pixel Buds, definitely very nice. Um, I see everybody else kicking it with a problem the assistant integration. Yeah, so it's hard. It's hard to get that integration done right. Um, one thing I was kind of surprised on the Sport the Sport X10, and I'm hoping they can fix that in the software. There's no option. Like the press and hold is to switch between ambient and, uh, and standard noise cancellation. But there's no option to turn on the assistant. Like you can't even configure that. It's not one of the selected options. You can't make like a triple tap and turn it on. Um, most of the other buds on the market that they have, they do give us that option. So I'm hoping we get an update to fix that. Because even though they're like around 50 or so, they still have app integration. So you're able to customize a lot of their functions in the app. But this could be just a software feature that they add. um, Hopefully, you know, in the near future, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Oh, Dominic. Okay. So the wf 1000 xm 4s so this is last year's generation, is one of the best for wireless earbuds. Uh, You can't go wrong with it. No. Absolutely not. I think you're seriously going to be a blown away with the sound, with the sound quality and the sound profiles you're able to get there. Um, Better, really good integration with the Google Assistant, LDAC support, um, you know, 360 audio, a whole bunch of different things that you can get with those. Um, And they last for a decent amount of time. So they actually can last you pretty well, especially for like a three to five hour flight. You should be pretty good pretty set on that one. Um, uh, Earl, man, hope you're doing well. Earl Owens is a respect for Sony, keeping, uh, keeping headphones, uh, keeping the headphone jack alive here, here, man, here, here. I am, I am very excited. Um, cannot wait to get my hands back on, uh, the Xperia one Mark four. And it, you know, I know it's like September for us and for everybody else in Europe, they're like, eh, it came out a couple of weeks ago, but that's how it is. The U.S. market is a little bit harder to release a unlocked phone that is compatible with most carriers uh, than most people think. And I think that's the biggest delay. It's not that Sony doesn't want to release it because obviously they launched it in other countries. There are other things that they can have. They need to kind of work on. Um, OK, so here, Russ is coming in and TK, I hope that the next superior one Mark five uh, will uh, will have a 4K 120 frames uh, selfie camera. Uh, it would be nice to s- set that up. They haven't upgraded the selfie camera. So the thing they did with the one mark uh, with the one mark four at least this year is they did take one of the twelve megapixel cameras on the fr- from the back to the front, so we finally have 4K on the front, decent 4K. The camera experience is better, uh, but I, I'm with you. 4K 120 it would be nice, although what I would probably say is content at 4K 120 needs to have you behind the device. What I mean by that, it's a, it's an experience where you're actually needing to be more in charge of what you're shooting. Uh, it's not something you set and forget type of thing. So you can't really set it up, put it in front facing mode and step away. You may be able to get a decent experience, but sometimes at 4K 120, your subject is moving and you may have to basically move the camera with it to capture that experience that you're getting there. So I'm wondering if that would be something they can bring in and maybe make it functional. So we'll have to see how that goes uh, if if Sony's able to do that with the front facing camera, keeping in mind their main focus obviously is the main sensors on the back. And they finally gave us a uh, an array of cameras that work beautifully together and also are representing all of the same features, uh, nothing against the uh, the phones what we cover most of the time, but literally almost all the phones you see always have a one trick pony. For the lack of a better uh, the way of describing it, the main sensor on the back is the best sensor. It's the one that you should live and stick with, and the rest of them are kind of there to complement that sensor. Where with Sony now at the Xperia One Mark IV, all three of the sensors were well, technically four, but it's really three are running at the same time uh, in the same color calibration. You get the same features, 4K 120 across the board, and I think that's functional. Really, really nice. We're making it a very good powerhouse when it comes down to like technology, smartphones, and all of that. So for sure. Uh, yeah. Let me see if we can do that. Okay, I think Joe got. I'm hoping Joe got that one again. It seems like the person's able to come back. Uh, let's put that. I'm gonna put that person at least in timeout for now because I can't seem to. Uh, for some reason, StreamYard is not allowing me to block somebody for some reason. Uh, let's jump back here. Okay, so that was Russ's comment. Um, headphone jack is a life support, sadly. Yeah, for sure, it, it's hard to find, and when you have it, you need to kind of enjoy it. I have the nothing. Fo- OK, so here, Asha says, I have the nothing ear one buds and the Sony XM4s over the years. Very happy with them, with, with them both. Yeah, again, the, the nothing uh, the nothing earbuds are not by, by any means are not bad earbuds. They're good. They actually meet the expectations. I wouldn't put them at the same level as a Sony or even at, a, at an, Air, uh, an Apple AirPod, but it really was meant to, to give you that great bang for the buck at the price point of a hundred. And I think that's where they fit very well. And I think this is literally how it's going to translate to the nothing phone one. It's going to be great at the price point, And it's going to basically be that nice middle point. So which worries me because if he prices it at the, uh, at that price point, it's, it's hard to, to jump in. Earbuds are one thing and obviously the, the nothing phone one and not to say that there was one in there anyways, is a very different experience there. The US smart, uh, the US smart, uh, smartphone market is, is a disaster. The carriers have us all, uh, uh yeah, <laughs> very colorful comment, my friend. But uh, I'm with you on that. It is very different. It is very difficult to. Uh, I mean, the real, real reality is if I walk into a store. I only have an option for a very small number of devices. I I almost I will guarantee you that there's no, op- that's not I'm sorry. There's no reason to guarantee it. There is just no Oppo, no Xiaomi, no, no options. Uh, the pretty much OnePlus making it into the market right now and the way they were able to succeed to get into that was the biggest move. And this is where, you know, again, nothing has to kind of work at it for some time. And I think it's going to be a big, a big process for them, even if they do consider coming to the US, if all they're trying to hit and really build up into and trying to go into carrier phones and feeding into enthusiasts at that price point in specific markets, then the, then the, the, uh, what is it called? Then the hype machine that they're building is going to be really disappointing at the end of the day, when people see that that's all they do, they have to have a beyond point. Where do they go from there? Um, so here, um, Rader Tech, hope, Ra- Tech, hopefully I'm reading that correctly. Um, I love good IEMs, uh, but, uh, they tend to bo- but they tend to t- bother me, uh, bother my right ear after a while, a little uh, ringing, sadly. And I'm stuck wearing regular headphones, using uh, like Sennheiser Mom- uh, yeah, Momentum threes uh, that are heavier, uh, that are like a brick. Uh, so IEMs are a little bit, yeah, you do need to be kind of um, comfortable wearing in-ear uh, solution because obviously IEMs, in-ear monitorings, uh, headphones, uh, it depends on the, on the headphones themselves. But yeah, yeah, You you need to have a little bit of a couple of options, either in-ear for some things and of course maybe have over-the-ear or even on-ears depending on the experience there. Um, I find them very useful when I'm editing video and I'm traveling. So I typically do take my IEMs with me. Uh, And this is basically um, paired with the Helm Bolt. Nothing against the built-in DAC that I have on my phone, but um, I like like using them. They work very, very nicely, and they're always easy uh, to work, and they're wired. I don't have to worry about latency. I don't have to worry about sound. I know exactly how the audio profile is going to be, and it's going to sound really good. So I'm with you there um how how does the google how does Google get away with selling unlocked phones, TK? So what they do is they go through the same exact certification. They go through what Sony does, but they go with them to a certain point. Unless they're selling the phone on Verizon, they don't certify it on Verizon. So that's the biggest thing that they get a chance to do. So on T-Mobile and on at and T because they have partnerships with them to sell the phones, that by definition means that they certified them to work there. T-Mobile's not as stickler as some of the other ones, and I'm worried at some point maybe that may change. But to this day, I feel like T-Mobile is the only one that just as long as you put your phone in a phone that uh, SIM card into a phone that works, they're OK with it. Um, the, and the band support on the smartphone may, doesn't need to necessarily be too high. Like a mid band, uh, the C band on Verizon needs to be certified. The Obviously, uh, ultra wide band has to be certified. And uh, it won't sometimes uh, Verizon, I think, may even not allow you to have data if the phone is can, there's a specific number of you know, brands. I know AT&T for me. I tried the uh, the Honor Magic 4. I plug in the SIM card. The phone has no data. You can make calls. You can receive calls, but you have no data access. And it's the moment that AT&T recognizes the phone. I put the same phone. Fo- uh, they'll take the same phone, put a T-Mobile SIM card. Works like a charm. So there are obviously some things going on. And I think even on um, when I use them like with my Oppo um, they'll work, but they don't work just as good. They'll work to a certain point, like the Internet connection is not as good. There are things done on the background. It's too coincidental. Uh, let's just say that. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a known thing right now that, you know, AT&T is not necessarily the best when it comes down when it comes to unlocked models on the market. Um, Joey, <laughs> Google and Samsung and Apple all offer a unlo- uh, So here. Google, Samsung and Apple all offer unlocked model phones, but they still have to get approval from the carriers to have their towers. Absolutely. It's unlocked because you're buying it and you're not buying a carrier version. So think of it as a flavor. The unlocked smartphone is not very different than the smartphone that is sold on a carrier. The band support, the modems, the processor, for the most part, they're all running the exact same thing. So when they certify a device to sell as a T-Mobile variant, by definition, that certification carries over to the unlocked model. Now, what happens with sometimes when you see companies like don't release an unlocked model, that's because realistically, I feel like this is because of the carriers and maybe the deal that they made with the carrier required them not to sell an unlocked model for maybe an extended amount of time or even not available, uh, companies like new mobile. I've noticed that new mobile sells phones. that They sell new phones that are unlocked, but some of them are actually T-Mobile variants. Um, when you go over to, um, What is it called? Uh, Not Alcatel. Uh, I was thinking of the uh, like the Rebel and stuff like that. Those are purposely made phones. Uh, This one, this specific one actually that we're seeing right now, this one is the Stylus 5G from TCL. There is no unlocked model of this. It either is a Metro version or a T Mobile version. And of course, the helicopter version that's above my house. But no, so what I meant to say is um, it really all depends in the US market on how. Companies choose to deal with carriers and if the carriers are willing to work with them and depending on the size of the company, that negotiation may be slated in the other direction towards where the uh, OEM, sorry, the carriers have a little bit more play. So we have to kind of also understand the relationship there. But yeah, it's always gonna be that one. uh, Let me see here. Apparently, ah, I just jumped like 6,000 comments. I actually just realized that I said headphones, but I actually meant, uh, meant IEM's recommendations. Okay, okay. Uh, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, Joe, check out the uh, the Sure SE series. Oh, yes. Those are good. Those are pretty good. Wow, I see. Thanks, DK. Appreciate it. Um, Ash is saying, um, yes, uh, for the price of nothing, uh, nothing buds are great. I do a lot of, uh, of cycling, uh, and the, the only real com- uh, complaint I would say is nothing, buds. if that, if it's windy, if it's a windy day, uh, it is, uh, r- uh, okay. It's right there. Um, unless I have them full on full blast. So yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it is, it, they're a good pair of buds. They, um, they're, um, I don't, I don't want to, like, I'm not, I want to sound like I'm defending them. That's really the expectation. Expect a good experience at the $100 mark. So if you're comfortable when you know some of the other options on the market, I think the nothing buds will do the exact job right there, and they'll do it really well. But the buds are very different because they only do a specific thing. There are Bluetooth solution connected uh, buds that allow you to listen to music and your device is doing 90 percent of the heavy lifting. So what we're talking about here, obviously, is a device, a smartphone that's going to be bringing up and making people excited about that and maybe maybe making people feel like this, you know, be excited about smartphones again. I just don't see that, though. I don't think we're in that point where we say phones are boring. I think there's a lot of phones and if you think they're boring, you haven't found the right one that, you know, makes you excited about it. And that may be the better solution there for sure. Uh, Okay, Grounded Tech, thanks, man. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, Dan, hopefully you're going to be doing your live stream today. So Dan's going to be coming up pretty cool, pretty close. And I think Roger Bot is also going to be coming up very close. And we're kind of getting also to that point of the of the uh, the stream as well. If you guys know, my, if you're catching my drift on the hashtag TK Bay there, you'll see it very soon. Uh, but as that goes on, uh, let me real quick jump in on a couple more comments in there. Um, uh, Raider Tech saying, um, it's the it's the high frequencies that start to bother me uh, bother me in my right ear from uh, oh Dominic uh, some more than others Samsung buds uh, t- tend to bother me the most because they're that's with the tuning yeah it's the audio tuning that we get uh, from there. I think, honestly, wired solutions will always be the best, but it's also going to be down to the point of what options you have from the company as far as, uh, you know, monitoring uh, the audio uh, audio frequencies that you're getting, but also tuning them. So giving you a custom EQ setting, uh, the ability of maybe controlling some of those frequencies so that it doesn't hit the highs as much. Um, some apps also offer us the ability of doing audio tuning to so do basically a measurement of our listening experience. Samsung does that. So I'm not sure if you're using that on, on yours uh, and they do technically do better where it doesn't Try to hit the highs as much, and depending on the profile that you're able to fit to. So, for sure. Um, let me see here, real quick. I think I may have missed a couple of comments. Yes, for price of nothings. Okay. Uh, Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So you're going to start probably seeing in the chat um, some hashtag TKB, hashtag comments kind of put in there. And uh, it's it's a little thing that we've done a couple of years ago when we started the show and it just kind of stayed on and it's a little bit of a visual effect. And so we're going to get to that. And as that goes on, I will say this. I want to be surprised with the Nothing Phone 1. I don't see it happening. And this is why I don't think it's going to make it in the current way that it's in there. If Nothing tries to be a new OnePlus, That is the wrong recipe for 2022. It is not going to work. You have a slim chance of maybe making a big splash if the price point is right at launch time. But if you do what you ended up doing with the nothing with the buds, where you're selling them on auction, you're selling them based on hype, you're selling them with invitations, all you're doing is prolonging the process. And unless Carl Pay is willing to do a nine to 10 year plan of making it into a brand, it's And and even with that, he has to hit all of the marks that OnePlus was able to hit year over year. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be definitely a very different thing. OnePlus's approach was a flagship killer. They gave us flagship specifications for killer pricing. What we're getting here is a middle-of-the-road experience, at least the way it's set up. Very much like the Buds, it's a middle-of-the-road, not the best, not the worst, just the middle-of-the-road. road Let's say that. I'm not going to prolong that conversation. Um, the Poco F4... Definitely a very good smartphone by comparison to the X4 GT. I feel like it's a slightly more powered uh, version of that phone with a really good camera. The main sensor the 64 is really good. OIS helps a lot with low light, definitely very nice. Juan and I got a chance to go to the Natural History Museum. We took a lot of pictures, a lot of low light imagery, and I was really happy to see how the quality of the images came out there. Very good. 4K 60 frames per second on the main sensor on the back, powered by the 870, the right combination. So a decent gaming phone, good camera experience, well-rounded for about 400 euros. So it's not really going to break the bank and still gives us, uh, I mean, technically two-year-old flagship experience. But honestly, the 870 is still more powerful than the 778 or the 765. So it still is considered to be flagship and it will run anything that you want. The sport extend from uh, Soundcore great buds for exercise. So if you're running or you're you know riding or cycling or like that, and you want something that you know will always sit there, I feel like they're pretty good decent buds. For me, they worked good. They gave me good audio, and the battery life was very nice. Last but not least, of course, Mediatek announced the, a giant of an update: the Dimensity nine thousand plus. So technically, I really wanted them to say the nine thousand one, so everybody could just jump in. It's like it's all over nine thousand. Uh, but yeah, sorry for that. Excitement there. So the Dimensity 9000+, we're still hopefully seeing new devices, new things. I put a link in the description below if you guys would like to watch the video that MediaTek put out. And I think it's very nice to see what MediaTek is pushing out. I just realized I forgot to tweet about the show. I know. It's weird. It's bad. I'm really failing this. I was scrambling this morning to try to get everything kind of running. And um, you'd be surprised how much time it takes me to, uh, to get the stream set up and everything. And I need to feel like I need to wake up earlier and earlier. Um, yesterday we had a lot of work done around the house, so I wasn't really able to set up things in advance, but long story short, um, if you have, if you haven't, I'll, I'll try to basically push it out so people can catch the show on the replay and hope you guys are enjoy it. And of course, let me know what you guys think. So with that being said, I'm going to bring up the camera, the show on the other side. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Greg was one of the first ones that jumped in. Uh, Where is it? Okay, here we are. Hashtag six, Pixel 6 Pro. We'll do that. Uh, Oh, actually no, here, here is the other one. Okay, so share. Okay, so this is gonna be great. I'll give it a second. Highlight and boom. Now, bam, right there. So I will say thank you very much for everybody for kicking it with us here on this Saturday, the 25th of June, 2022. Thanks to Greg, take, uh, TKception, always, always appreciate it. Joe, our main man, uh, Purposely Pixel, kicking it with us here. TKception, TK bringing Something, <laughs> TK Alpha Bay, and TK Android Bay, obviously on the new show, The Android Bay. Uh, ben, everybody kicking in with us. Chemi Torres, always a big fan of the show, big, big friend of the channel, as always. TKception, TK Gogu team, TK Tesla Bay, Androidception, and of course, Kakarot, always, always. Uh, I love it when I go to places and they recognize the, uh, well, not only do they are they fans of the show, but they recognize and they also had to refer to the Kakarot or they also go with Sangoku. Goku. They don't call him just Goku. And, you know, those are the fans when they call him by either the Japanese uh, way of calling his name or even just by going uh, directly to his original name. So, yeah, for sure. Always, always appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you, uh, Rolando. Thank you very much. My tech reviews, big, big fan of the show as well. Uh, Russ, TK Bay, TK Wants, nothing, <laughs> nothing meant, nothing Oh my God, kicking his TK 9001+. Oh my God, epic, Joe. Always, always epic. Uh, Dominic One, always thank you very much. TK Septon, TK Goku Bay, TK Super Saiyan. Going back, bringing back Goku, Super Saiyan in there. And of course, Chemi Torres, everybody hanging out with us on this beautiful Saturday. If you are in places where it's hot, if you're in places like I am right now where it's super, super, super hot. So it's going to be about 42 for us here. Let me just expand this so I can bring the comments back to where they are. Um, So for us this week, I kind of pushed out three videos, two on the F4 in Arabic and in English. Um, And of course, the uh, the X10 was earlier that week. Uh, next week we'll also be covering. Uh, I want to cover these speakers, these new really fun speakers from Gravitas, uh, small little Bluetooth speakers that offer us very unique design. They make the Bluetooth speaker exciting. Let's just say that it makes them, uh, it makes it into an art piece that you want to have have sitting in front of you and not necessarily put it away. So that's going to be one of the videos. Uh, there'll be another video that's under embargo, unfortunately, and I'll hopefully be able to share that with you guys next week. Um, I am going to start think. Well, not say I am going to uh, to finalize the membership part on the main channel. Um, I realized with. Moving the show off the main channel, there was a big thing that changed. Obviously, Uh, there's no shows, there's no things kind of going on on the main channel for people to be able to kind of interact, or maybe even they want to show some support or something to that effect. It's not intended to basically be a big, big thing. But I do know that I've set up everything short of making the introduction. So I'm going to finalize that hopefully in the next couple of days this weekend. And we'll hopefully be able to launch that maybe early next week. Um, Other than that, be safe, stay safe. I hope that you enjoy your tech. I hope that you get everything that you expect out of your tech. I'm also hoping that we get surprised with nothing, but we'll have to see how that goes. So far, the the trail is not leading us in that direction, So, but we'll see. It could be just, you know, watch what the other hand is doing kind of a thing. So we'll see how that goes. Thank you for everybody for kicking it with us. Jimmy, Ash, Joe, um, Earl, Greg kicking it with us. Russ, Farhan is in there, Rolando, uh, Dominic Juan, of course. Um, and we saw earlier also, we saw you know, Raider Tech as well, uh, and everybody else taking their time. And Dan, Grounded Tech. Um, If you have some time and you'd like to catch a couple of shows, check out Grounded Tech on Twitch or even check out Roger Bot on Twitch. Uh, They should be going up live very soon. And I'll see you next week for another episode on Saturday, as well as a Thursday show with Juan for the best of our week. Bye bye for now.